Hi, I'm Terry Sabelle Foy, and I'm so glad you're watching the broadcast today because I want to talk to you about how to fight for your dreams. You know, you have to fight for whatever it is you're believing God for in your life. No matter what it is, you're believing to conceive a baby, and it looks like it'll never happen, and years are going by. You're watching all these other people get pregnant and have children. you got to fight for that dream. If you're believing to get out of debt and it looks like years are going by and that debt just keeps following you, you got to fight for that dream. Fight for the promises that you know God's put in your heart. You know, I read a statement years ago. It said, you will never outgrow warfare. You must simply learn to fight. Think about that. You will never outgrow warfare. You must simply learn to fight. You know, you may have heard this story before, but years ago, when I was a baby, actually, I was crawling around in the nursery, and my parents, you know, had just gotten, um, my dad had just surrendered to the call of God on his life. He and my mom are sitting in the service at church, listening to Mr. Kenneth Copeland preach. And this is in the early 1970s. Well, I was a baby. I'm in the nursery. I'm crawling around. Well, all of a sudden, I got my little hand underneath a rocking chair. And the nursery attendant was in the rocking chair rocking another child. Well, she rocked over my fingers and completely cut them off. So while mom and dad are sitting in this service, they hear this baby screaming. Nursery attendant comes running in with me and there's this fiery redheaded baby <laughs> with blood pouring from my hand, runs me up to the front. They realize it's their child. Well, of course it interrupted the whole service Kenneth Copeland stopped preaching, and no one really knew what was happening. They just saw blood everywhere. Well, Mr. Copeland laid hands on me and said, I command the blood to cease and the pain to stop. And they said instantly, the blood stopped gushing from my hand. I stopped crying. I laid my head on my dad's shoulder, and I fell asleep. Well, still not knowing how bad it was, Dad sat there and finished listening to the message. They wrapped my hand up, and he's listening to the Word of God. So after the service was over, he went to the restroom, took me in there to wash the blood off. While he's in there washing the blood off my little hand, he hears this knock on the door. It's the nursery attendant. She said, Mr. Savell, I thought you might need these. She hands him a paper towel with my two little fingers in it. Now, I can't even fathom that, like even saying that, and it was me that it happened to. But think of the fear that would come all over you. In fact, Dad said when he realized what happened and he saw those little fingers in that paper towel, he said fear just like came all over him. And then this thought came to him. Satan, if I could get my hands on you, I would strangle you for what you did to my baby. He was just wanting to fight the devil. He wanted to strangle him for hurting his child. And right then, now keep in mind, dad was just learning the word of God, learning how to use his faith for impossible situations. Right then in that bathroom, Shreveport, Louisiana, in the early 70s, dad heard the Lord say to him, son, you don't fight the enemy with physical weapons. You don't fight him with flesh and blood. You fight him with spiritual weapons. Well, what is the spiritual weapon? It's the word of God coming out of your mouth. So right then and there, dad made a decision. He said he, he was holding me and holding those little fingers in that paper towel. He lifted those little fingers up to heaven. And he said, Father, in the name of Jesus, your word says, blessed shall be the fruit of my body. He said, this little baby represents the fruit of my body. And these fingers cut off is not blessed. And I'm declaring right now, 
Blessed shall be the fruit of my body. And I'm asking you to restore my baby's fingers in Jesus' name. So right there, he made a declaration of faith. And do you know, just by doing that, that was the biggest blow to the devil. That was just like stabbing the devil, slapping him back in the face and saying, you didn't get me. You thought you destroyed us, but you didn't win. That's what happens when you turn the situation around, no matter how impossible and how scared you may even be, but you speak the word of God out of your mouth. That's hard. That's hard to do. But when you do that, you are fighting the enemy. You have just stabbed the devil. So anyway, after he you know, had that experience in the bathroom, he went to the hospital. And once he got to the hospital, they met with the top plastic surgeon in the state of Louisiana. And after he looked at the fingers, he said, you know, it has taken the nail root. He said, there's nothing we can do about it. She will never have fingers and will never have fingernails. In fact, he took those two little fingers out of that paper towel, put them in a jar and threw them in the trash. Now you can imagine how that fear came back to mom and dad of, okay, we were going to believe that he could sew the fingers back on. We were believing for a miracle, but I guess it's not going to happen. And all those lies of the enemy start invading your mind which we all go through this when we're facing impossible dreams. So throw him away. He said, I can take a skin graft from her hip, cover the skin, but she will always have little stubs, little stub fingers for the rest of her life. So my mom, you know, grew up Pentecostal. <laughs> she said to that doctor who just happened to have Buddha statues all over his office. She said, no, sir, we appreciate your medical expertise, but you don't understand. The God we serve specializes in doing the impossible. She said, we believe in Jesus' name. Our God will restore our baby's fingers. So the doctor said to my dad, I think your wife's in shock. Let me talk to you. He said, she will never have fingers. She will only have little stubs. My dad said, no, sir, you don't understand. The God we serve specializes in doing the impossible, and he will restore our baby's fingers. Well, he thought they were both nuts, but he wrapped the fingers up in a bandage. And I believe he said, you know, to come back in like six weeks. Well, here's the important part about this message. During those four to six, six weeks, however long it was that mom and dad had to wait with those bandages on, they consumed their lives with the word of God. They wouldn't turn on the television. They wouldn't read the newspaper. They wouldn't allow their friends to come over who were full of fear and doubt and unbelief. They would not even invite them over. Even when people came to the house to see what happened and to look at the, the baby with the bandage on her hand, they, if they started talking doubt, if they started saying things like, oh, God did that to teach you a lesson, they'd ask them to leave. Why? Because they were working on a miracle. They were believing God for something that in the natural looked absolutely impossible. And you know, that's what you have to do. That's what I have to do. When you're believing God for something that looks like it will never happen and everyone around you is telling you it'll never happen, your marriage is never going to be restored, your husband is never going to serve God. Have you seen the way he lives? Or that kid is never going to get off drugs. Look how it's gotten worse since you started praying. Whatever it is you're believing God for, you got to fill your mind and fill your mouth with the word of God. So mom and dad consumed their lives with it. They even went the extra mile. I mean, they hardly had any money at all at that time in their lives. And they would get in the car, use all the gas money they had to drive somewhere to hear somebody speak faith. They were just 
filling their minds with the Word of God. You know, and here's the, here's the reason it's so important that you're listening to the Word of God, especially when you have an impossible dream. It's because the Bible tells us faith comes by hearing the Word. And you know, you can either be full of faith or full of fear, but you're not going to be full of both at the same time. You're either full of fear or full of faith. So if you want to get rid of that fear, what do you do? Get full of faith. How do you do that? Faith comes by hearing the Word of God. In other words, every time you hear the Word, faith comes and fear goes. Faith comes and fear goes. So that's why mom and dad were having to go the extra mile, get in services where somebody was speaking faith to them because every time they did that, fear left. And that's exactly what you have to do. So long story short, after those six weeks, they take me back to the doctor. They take the bandages off. All of a sudden, this Buddhist worshiper doctor, he screams, my God. They looked at my hand and my dad said, no, 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 <laughs> not your God. My God has restored my baby's fingers. I love that part. No, 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 my God. <laughs> because our God specializes in doing the impossible. In fact, these are the fingers. These two fingers were cut off when I was a little girl. These are the fingers that God restored. And you know, I have these scars underneath these fingers. And I love those little scars because they are reminders that anytime I'm faced with something that it absolutely looks hopeless, it looks impossible, I can always look at those little reminders and say, God, if you could give me fingers and fingernails when the doctor threw my original fingers away, then surely you can do this. But I want you to know God is no respecter of persons. He will do miracles in your life, but you have to go the extra mile to fill your mind and fill your mouth with his word. You know, I'm talking about fighting for your dreams. It's time for you to get on the offensive side. Instead of being the one that's getting punched all the time, you're falling down. No, get on the offensive side. Which reminds me of a story I heard one time about this linebacker for the Miami Dolphins. His name was Mike, and he was approached by the coach of Auburn University to help him recruit new players for the team. Well, the coach said to Mike, he said, Mike, you know, there's that kind of player, you hit them, you knock them down, and they get back up. He said, is that the kind of player we want, coach? He said, no, there's that other kind of player, you hit them, you knock them down, they get up, you hit them, you knock them down, they get up, you hit them, you knock them down, they keep getting back up. He said, is that the player we want, coach? He said, no, find me the guy that's knocking everybody down. In other words, get on the offensive side. You be the one going after the devil, attacking him for what he's done in your life. Don't just sit there and take it, fight back. And remember the statement I opened with, you will never outgrow warfare. You must simply learn to fight. You have to learn to fight. I had to learn to fight. You know, I have this testimony about my fingers, but it wasn't my faith that brought this testimony. It was my parents' faith. But as I began to grow up, I had to learn to use my own faith for miracles and for testimonies in my life. And you know, one of the things that Satan will use, he will try so hard to make you feel like a victim an isolated case, you're the only one who's had it this bad. He wants you to feel sorry for yourself. Why? So you won't fight back. You know, even in the natural, I've heard stories, you've probably heard these stories, like Michael Jordan. I don't think he used a pink basketball, but I thought it was pretty. Michael Jordan, you know, you've probably heard how he was cut from the sophomore basketball team. He was cut. Now, what if he had said, I guess I'm not cut out for basketball. I guess it just wasn't, you know, in the cards for me. 
No, he did not give up on his dream, even though he went a year without playing basketball. He went ahead and fought for his dream. Now he's like the greatest basketball player of our day. You know, Mickey Mantle, I've heard that he went seven and a half years without ever hitting a ball. Can you even comprehend that? Seven and a half years without ever hitting a ball? But now his rookie card is worth over $30,000. <laughs> Imagine that. I've heard that Albert Einstein, this handsome man, that he was actually expelled from school for being mentally slow. Now, what if he had allowed that to stop him from his destiny? What if he had allowed those words to convince him that he was stupid, he'd never amount to much? He didn't allow it. He fought for his dream. I recently read where Oprah Winfrey, she was an evening news reporter. She was pulled off the air when producers at Baltimore's WJZ TV got fed up with her being too emotionally <laughs> invested in her stories. She was heartbroken. She took a huge step down and they offered her a daytime TV spot. Well, she fought for her dream and I think she got over that sadness pretty quick. Another one, I don't think you'll ever look at a penny the same way again. If you live in America, and you have an American penny, Abraham Lincoln fought for the right to be on this penny. You know, listen to this. It says that at 22 years old, Abraham Lincoln failed in his business. One year later, he ran for legislature and lost. 24 years old, he experienced a second business failure. At 26 years old, the woman he loved died. The next year, he suffered a nervous breakdown. At 29 years old, he lost another political race. At 34, he made an unsuccessful run for Congress. At 37, he did get elected to Congress, only to be defeated again two years later. At 46, he lost his bid for the Senate, and the next year he failed in his attempt to become vice president. At 49, he was defeated for the Senate again. He had four sons, but only one lived to adulthood. At 51 years old, Abraham Lincoln was elected president of the United States and successfully led our country through one of its most difficult periods. Most people would have said no way, but not Lincoln. He fought for his dream. When we come back, I want to share with you two action steps that you can apply now, today, to get on the offensive side and start fighting for your dreams. Remember, you never outgrow warfare. You must simply learn to fight. Life is busy. Work, family, school, and so many other things demand your time and energy. And in the middle of all this, you have dreams and desires you want to accomplish. No matter what you want to do, lose weight, get out of debt, or grow closer to God, Terry Savelle Foy wants to help you. That's why she has prepared a special bundle of hope-filled resources to move you past where you are and into where you want to be. Fight for your dreams, fear not, there is nothing to fear, and dig in your heels. I want to talk to you about how to fight for your dreams. You know, you have to fight for whatever it is you're believing God for in your life. You know, maybe you have a dream in your heart, you have no idea how it's going to happen, but you're unwilling to give up on it. As you listen to these messages, thoughts of fear and intimidation about your future will stop as your faith grows in God's amazing plans for you. You have a God-given dream and a purpose to fulfill. Don't go another day being held back. Get the tools you need today to see those dreams come true. Don't wait another moment. 
Call or visit jerrysavelle.org right now to request your copy of these powerful resources for only $25. You can also instantly download individual MP3 versions at our online store. So what are you believing for in your life that looks absolutely impossible? Are you believing for healing in your body? Are you believing for your marriage to be healed, to be restored? Are you believing for college money, tuition, scholarship? Are you believing for your business or your ministry to take off, to go to a new level, and it looks like nothing's working? I want you to get like those four lepers in 2 Kings who were sitting outside the city gate. Finally, one of them piped up and said, are we just going to sit here until we die? No, they got up and they went for what they wanted. I want you to learn to fight back. Fight for your dreams. Fight for the promises that you're believing God for. And you know, it doesn't just happen. We have to get on that offensive side and fight back. You know, I was thinking about when a boxer, before he ever gets in that ring to fight his opponent, he has to train, doesn't he? And he never trains alone. He has to train with a coach. Well, that's what I want you to do. Step number one is train with a good coach. You know, whoever's influencing your life has everything to do with whether or not you're going to see this dream fulfilled. I heard someone say recently, there's two types of people. There's the anchors and the motors. The anchors will pull you down. They'll weigh you down. Those are the people who tell you that dream's impossible. It's never going to happen. Who do you think you are? That's a pipe dream. Those are the anchors. They will pull you down. Then there's the motors. Those are the people who are going somewhere. Get with them. Get on, you know, get on the track with them and go somewhere with your life. And here's the thing about faith. Faith is contagious. When you get around people who tell you nothing's impossible with God, what's impossible with man is possible with God. You get around people like that, it's contagious. It starts to come off on you and you start believing big. But on the opposite side, fear is contagious too. I remember having a little slumber party you know, for my daughter. All these little, like, nine, ten-year-olds were at the house. And it was late at night. They went outside, and they had that silly string. And they're spraying silly string on each other, and they're all laughing and having fun. All of a sudden, one little girl heard something in the bushes. And she starts screaming, I heard something. Well, then there's 15 little nine-year-olds screaming because they, they didn't even hear it. But because one got afraid, they all got afraid. Well, fear is contagious, but so is faith. Get with people who will build your faith, who can tell you straight up, don't back off this thing. Believe God for the impossible. The second point I want to make is talk back to the enemy. Talk back to the devil. Don't just sit there and take it. You know, that's how you release your faith is with the words of your mouth. You know, I love the story in 1 Samuel about when David was facing Goliath, you know, he was just this skinny little redheaded boy from what I've heard. And listen to this. Here he is coming against this giant that everybody else was intimidated by. And it says, when Goliath saw David, that he was a healthy, good looking boy, he made fun of him. Do you think I'm a dog? Goliath asked. Is that why you've come after me with a stick? He cursed David in the name of the Philistine gods and shouted, come on, when I'm finished with you, I'll feed you to the birds. David answered, one translation says David spoke back to Goliath. You've come out to fight me with a sword and a spear and a dagger, but I've come out to fight you in the name of the Lord, all powerful. He is the God of Israel's army and you have insulted him too. Now think about that. When, God, when, when Satan insults you, he's insulting God. God doesn't take that very lightly. So I want you to realize that when you start putting the word of God in your mouth, you are now fighting the enemy with the most powerful weapon you have. In fact, in one of these teachings, 
I listed some of my favorite scriptures for you to either write down and look them up yourself. I listed them and I actually speak them out loud on here for you to get an idea of how you fight the enemy. Some of my most favorite scriptures that I've memorized because that's how you go to war. And I want you to get this, fight for your dreams. Fear not, there's nothing to fear. That's actually a scripture in Isaiah. That's something you can memorize when Satan comes at you and tells you it's not going to happen. Give up on it. You can say, fear not, there is nothing to fear. Next part of that verse says, for God is with you. That's why you have no fear. God's right there with you, fighting the battle with you. And then this one on digging your heels. This is a three-part teaching. Now that's just a phrase people use, an idiom that actually means refuse to change your mind. And that's where the battle takes place. You will win it or lose it based on what's going on right here. So I want you to fight back, but get these messages, put them in your car, put one in the kitchen, put one in the bathroom, but listen to them over and over and over because it's going to build your faith to go after those impossible dreams. Don't you ever back down. Don't give up on whatever it is you're believing God for. I don't believe it's an accident that you're watching this today because God's saying, get up. Don't just sit here until you die. Get up and fight back. God is on your side. Thank you for watching and we'll see you next week. Life is busy. Work, family, school, and so many other things demand your time and energy. And in the middle of all this, you have dreams and desires you want to accomplish. No matter what you want to do, lose weight, get out of debt, or grow closer to God, Terry Savelle Foy wants to help you. That's why she has prepared a special bundle of hope-filled resources to move you past where you are and into where you want to be. Fight for your dreams, fear not, there is nothing to fear, and dig in your heels. I want to talk to you about how to fight for your dreams. You know, you have to fight for whatever it is you're believing God for in your life. You know, maybe you have a dream in your heart. You have no idea how it's going to happen, but you're unwilling to give up on it. As you listen to these messages, thoughts of fear and intimidation about your future will stop as your faith grows in God's amazing plans for you. You have a God-given dream and a purpose to fulfill. Don't go another day being held back. Get the tools you need today to see those dreams come true. Don't wait another moment. Call or visit jerrysavelle.org right now to request your copy of these powerful resources for only $25. You can also instantly download individual MP3 versions at our online store. Listen, if you've been receiving instruction and teaching from this ministry, then you know it's important that you follow God's lesson from Galatians chapter 6, and that is this. Paul says that you are to communicate with those that instruct you. If you look in other translations, the word communicate literally means to partner with, to enter into partnership. The Apostle Paul had partners in his ministry. In fact, that's what he was writing in Philippians. That entire letter is a partner letter, writing to those who had joined with him to help him financially in fulfilling the call of God on his life. And he said to them, because you are my partners, you are a partaker of my grace. That's what's so beautiful about partnership.
the grace that is on our ministry, the favor that's on our ministry, the supernatural increase that's on our ministry, it literally comes on you when you become a partner. So I want you to prayerfully consider becoming a partner. Communicate with those who instruct you. Enter into partnership. Partnership is consistent giving. And we've had discovered over the last 45 years that it is our partners who help us get the job done. You know, we have ministry all over the world. Our television broadcast is shown all over the world. We do evangelism, uh, missions work, and it is our partners that help us get this done. So I want to ask you to once again pray about becoming a partner with Jerry Savelle Ministries International. If you'd like more information about how to do that, then just Log on to our website or call or write to us. We'll send you information about becoming a partner. If you're not interested in becoming a partner, how about just sowing a seed? Just listen to the Spirit of God, ask Him what He'd have you to do, and sow a seed into this ministry, and we will pray and believe God with you that your seed will produce an abundant harvest in your ministry. Listen, those of you that are watching and are faithful uh, viewers of our broadcast and followers of this ministry, I want to talk to you about where I'm going to be speaking in the coming months. In April, we'll be in Rochester, Minnesota at Word of Life Christian Center. April the 27th, right here in our home church in Crowley, Texas, Heritage of Faith Christian Center. April the 29th, Marietta, California. April the 30th, Linmore, California. May the 1st, Bakersfield, California. May the 2nd, Hesperia, California. May the 4th, uh, Sunday morning, San Bernardino. Sunday night, May the 4th, Ontario, California. May the 18th, right here at our home church again, Crowley, Texas, Heritage of Faith Christian Center. And June the 1st, I'll be in Austin, Texas. Come and be in one of these meetings. You know, we have noticed over the last year and a half or so that the anointing of God seems to have increased, taken us to another level, and we are having some exciting meetings. Holy Ghost is moving. People are being blessed. Of course, the teaching is, is outstanding, praise God. And I know that you'll be blessed by being in one of these meetings. So make your plans to join with us. I realize I said that very quickly. Log on to our website, find out all the information, location, details, times, and be in one of our meetings. I know that God will do something special for you if you'll just determine that you're going to show up and be a part. Thanks again, and God bless you. One of the greatest frustrations in life can be dealing with money, paying the bills, feeding the kids, and dealing with debt. Too many people feel trapped and stuck financially. But God wants you to prosper and live blessed. Jerry Savelle has poured spiritual insight and experience regarding freedom from financial bondage into the pages of his new book, Why God Wants You to Prosper. I want to encourage you to order your copy today. It represents over 45 years of studying the Bible and living the Bible and experiencing Bible results. It'll teach you not only that it is God's will for you to prosper, but why He wants you to prosper. Call or click right now to request your copy of Jerry Savelle's new book, Why God Wants You to Prosper, for just $16. For convenient online ordering and ebook option, visit our online store at jerrysavelle.org. Every week, Jerry Savelle Ministries International is making a powerful difference in the lives of people around the world. But that's only possible because of the financial support of friends like you. 
That's why we'd like to invite you to join us as we continue to take the power of God's Word to a global audience in such great need. So call the number on your screen to discover more about Jerry Savelle Ministries today. Both Jerry and his daughter, Terry Savelle Foy, invite you to explore our other ministry resources on the web at jerrysavelle.org. Join us again next week as you continue your journey to discovering God's blessing in your life, where God can transform your circumstances and you can discover your destiny.